Hello, everybody, and welcome to Adapt Crypto. This is our special end of year, beginning of 2021 podcast. We are going to be going over 2020 in review and going over a couple things for 2021. Welcome. My name, as always, is the Crypto Bender. With me today, I have Trade Sharp, Gooding, yes, Lara, and Marsh. Say hello, everybody. What's happening? <laughs> All right. So to kick off the podcast, um, we're, we're just going to be pretty casual for this one, but we have a couple of broad topics to cover. Um, we're just going to kind of try to be as organic as we can, but I wanted to kick the whole thing off by just kind of asking everyone, how did your, uh, your crypto journey begin? I mean, it depends on how far you roll it back. I, uh, I do remember getting very curious about Tor and the whole dark web experience just from hearing it, I guess, in movies or on the radio. I don't know. Where, where, where do you hear about the dark web? Uh, but then I always wanted to go just check it out and log in. And then you could see, oh, there's this weird Bitcoin that you can use to like pay for stuff on here. And it just was really sketchy. And there was all these, all these like sketchy websites they would send you to to like wash your bitcoin and they were obviously just gonna pocket it um and yeah but like an idiot like i guess a bunch of people i never really actually bought any i just sort of looked at the websites and was like oh this is very interesting this is a cool thing and uh then just turned away from it again and obviously now with bitcoin being 40 fucking k uh, it would have been cool to just have even $20 worth uh, at that time back then. Um, yeah. And so then obviously I sort of dropped out of it again. And it, yeah, it wasn't until this year when the bull run was uh, in DeFi was all exploding again that it it caught my attention. And uh, now I'm kind of obsessed. I got to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, and I can definitely mirror that. Uh, definitely obsessed. Definitely got my family obsessed with crypto. Um, but let's go ahead and move to Gooding. When did your crypto journey begin? Uh, mate, it was. So it's a shame because I enlisted around about the time crypto started to become a thing. Um, not, not quite a thing, but you know, I know I was just I just joined up just after Ethereum, Ethereum came out. So I missed a lot of it, but it started essentially uh, Christmas of 2019. And um, I was driving back from Adelaide to Sydney. So we had like a 10 hour road trip and I was just looking up, oh, Bitcoin, just Googling things because we had all this, we had a bit of money in the bank. We're like, where do we put this money? Where do we invest it? Um, And then I just started looking at Bitcoin cash and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, $200. We could probably just buy some of it, lols. And then um, I checked in on it like a week later. I started wanted to do a bit more research. And then I thought, fuck, last week it was $200. Now it's $400. This is crazy. And then I checked back in like a, about three weeks after that when I was back at work and it was $800. And I started telling all my friends about it. I said, guys, we need to get in on this shit. So a mate and I got in on it. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I sort of got into the, the crypto, my crypto journey. Bitcoin cash. That's that's I haven't heard that story. Mm, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I think I bought it once. Uh, Bitcoin went up and I missed that big pump. So I bought into Bitcoin cash and Bitcoin cash went up 
literally four hours later. So it was awesome. Uh, that's the only time I bought it. The only time I've ever owned Bitcoin Cash was when I got free Bitcoin Cash when the fork happened. And then I sold that shit immediately. <laughs> oh, exactly. I think I still have some of that old fork in my Coinbase wallet. And then they delisted it and you can't get it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what about you? Crypto Journey, beginnings, take us through it. So Crypto Journey started for me when I was 16. And I was looking for, uh, I, I heard about it from just online and right in the bear market that might have been. And I told my parents, hey, look, there's something called Bitcoin. You know, it's digitalized asset. It's really cool, blah, blah, blah. Can we get in it? They're like, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> that, that quickly, you know, flew over my head. So as I got older, you know, a few years later, uh, I came back to it and I'm like, hey, can we get in Bitcoin? It, this is the time when it was around about 6,000 bucks. And again, no, because at that time, you know, at the age of, 17, 18, I don't have the money to invest in Bitcoin. Then after that, I had some money on the sideline. And then I wanted, I was actually a car fanatic and I had my car and I did some modifications to it. And I'm like, I want to do more modifications. How can I make more money? And I go and I look at Bitcoin again and uh, I go and invest in it. And then basically I got sucked in. And from there on, you know, how it begins, you know, you st something drags you in. And once you dragged in, I couldn't get out of it. And, uh, you know, for trading side of Bitcoin, before that, I've been looking at trading on and off. But as soon as that Bitcoin, you know, when I started getting into it, then I took trading very, very, very seriously. And uh, from there on, I just started concentrating and, you know, looking at investment opportunities. Then my whole mindset sort of changed. And I just became a smarter person and threw the upgrades out of the window and said, you know what, this is, uh, you know, I need to stop chasing to just buy upgrades. I really just want to make this, you know, life changing, make this a, a career, make this something that I want to do, not exactly Bitcoin, but trading. And then I just spent hours and hours and hours onto it. And uh, here I am with lovely people and a strong community and uh, yeah, chatting now. Yeah, that's something I think is great about crypto it's not, i mean obviously making insane 20x gains but it's it's a fantastic group of people not just obviously adapt crypto is the best group of people but the, the whole crypto community in general is pretty epic and very like lively and human i find that good yeah and i think it's amazing too i mean just going through the telegram channels that we're all a part of and you know discord the general youtube community too I feel like there's a very strong sense of community just because crypto for so long has been considered kind of like either like, you know, play internet fake money or just kind of a scam in general that people that are part of the whole big crypto wave early on are just like, yeah, we're all part of the same boat. I mean, sometimes there are little segments of which crypto you're, you know, you're shipping. Uh, but, you know, as, as a general community where it is, it's a pretty strong sense of us crypto community versus traditional slash everyone else and we all try to help each other for the most part um how about you laura how did your crypto journey begin well yeah mine was a bit staggered um my my brother is one of those guys that's always looking for a, a good a good way smart way of making money um like even as kids you know when i was 
five years old making 50 cents a week. Um, he was convincing me to spend it on lollies to share with him so that he could save his his 50 cents a week. So, you know, he's, he's, he's always been in that, that kind of mindset. And um, so he's always had a bit of a finger on Bitcoin and um, watching what was happening. I, I'm not sure if he actually got involved in it at the time that it, it started making its initial waves. Um, but more recently, uh, he started getting into it for arbitrage, really, just literally just converting fiat to something, sending it to another exchange, tethering it back up again, making a ton of money. Um, you know, you see it's a lot harder to do now. Back then there was a lot of people, a lot more people doing it because the exchanges had uh, quite varying rates. Um, but yeah, so that got me kind of curious about what that was and my partner as well, she was super curious about it. So she actually started doing a bit of research and um, I ended up getting to a point where I actually had a bit of a bit of cash that I could invest into something and I didn't have enough for a deposit on a house. So I thought, well, let's, let's turn it into a deposit on a house, you know? Um, so I did what anyone does and, and hop on the internet and kind of, you know, call my brother and say, I don't know what, what's worth investing in and, and um, yeah, he just, you know, at the time was like, I don't know, I think Ripple people are talking about these days. Uh -uh. And uh, I was like, okay, XRP, whatever. And then I found, I found a platform called UHODLER and they have 12% uh, interest on, on stable coins. So I thought, you know what, at minimum, let's just, let's just put everything into stable coins, throw it on here and just at least get more interest than my bank is giving me. Um, and then once I was there and I was like, oh, what's Link? Oh, what's this other coin they've got on there? So then I, you know, bought a bit of Link um, and left that for a couple of weeks and came back and saw that that was growing quite decently. Um, and so gradually my stablecoin stash started being allocated into other things. Um, and by then, by then we were in the COVID pandemic situation and you know I was unable to work um, because of of my job is you, it's very hands-on um, you can't do it from home so I had all this time so I just was spending all my days researching new projects and um, you know coming across some YouTube influencers and discovering what Telegram is and yeah now here we are actually I'm I'm pretty much I haven't gone back to work yet. So uh, I guess you could say I'm, I'm technically full-time crypto at the moment, you know, it's, it's, it's what's paying my bills. So um, until I, I get back into the world, um, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I actually got into cryptocurrency super early on. My, one of my roommates back in college, way back in 2011, told me about this crazy new internet money called Bitcoin. And he told me, oh, we should, um, we should buy a whole bunch of graphics cards so we can mine this thing. <laughs> uh, I spent like probably 1200 bucks on graphics cards so we could, you know, make a, uh, a decent mining rig and, uh, you know, mine Bitcoin. So from about 2000, mid 2011 to 2013, uh, my roommate and I, um, mined Bitcoin and, um, 
we didn't have like, oh, I, I'm trying to remember even what Bitcoin back then was worth, but I, I very distinctly remember uh, we had a couple of monitors set up on his computer. Like he had six monitors set up for, you know, uh, price tracking what Bitcoin was at. And throughout the course of the year, when we had friends over or whatever for guests, like people would come to the house, they would just sit there in my roommate's room watching all six monitors as Bitcoin price just kind of chugged up the charts. And I, I think sometime in 2013, uh, that was when the, that was post happening. So that was when it, it hit the, uh, the really big spike when it, it, it came close to like $1,000 per Bitcoin. Um, and that's when I started and that's 2013 is when I kind of exited for a couple of years because the Mount Gox happened and I was like, oh, phew, this is going to work out. Let me just sell everything and then forget about it. Uh, and then I, I want to say first quarter 2017 was when I re-entered into the cryptocurrency markets. It's like, holy shit, Bitcoin's going crazy again. It's time to get back in. Wasn't mining. We needed like some pretty powerful ASIC miners to get into it back then. So I was like, okay, forget that. Let me just buy a little bit of Bitcoin, see what else is on the market, start diving back into crypto. And I, I bought a, like a bunch of Litecoin and a little bit of Bitcoin. And I, I got some Bitcoin cash from the fork eventually, sometime like mid 2016, like early 2017, something around then. And I was like, oh, girl, man, cryptocurrency is great again. And then I ended up holding too long again, went all the way up from like a crazy percentage portfolio return up until like basically the only profits I made was from the Bitcoin cash fork. Uh, and then I was like, all right, fuck crypto again. I can't handle this. This is a scam, yada, yada, yada. And then this year, uh, well, sorry, last year now, 2020, um, what was it? Uh, COVID happened. It was like, very end of March, early April, my brother texted me and I was like, hey, have you heard of this thing called Chainlink? And I was like, Chainlink? The heck is that? So I jump back on the internet and then I look up Chainlink and then I ended up spending probably three straight days just reading about cryptocurrency. Chainlink spent probably like two days in particular on that one. I was like, oh my God, cryptocurrency and just blockchain technology in general has advanced by leaps and bounds since I was last in it. And I was like, oh my God, you were right. I need to get back in right now. And that's how my crypto journey has restarted. I mean, like love and hate, loved it when it was going up, hated it when it was in a bear market, but I'm in a love cycle and this is the time. We are all super early into it and I can't tell you how excited I am to be a part of it right now. I think I think anybody that spent any time, like especially like I think you and me, Daniel, where you were like in and then out again and then back in again, like what happened in 2020 with the DeFi explosion and all the new development that there's there's no looking away anymore. Like it is, I don't know, a beast, a giant monster beast that's going to take over the world. And I yeah, there, there's no more. This is a scam. I'm, I'm over this. That's never happening to me again. I, I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. It's less, this is a scam and more, Dean, that was a bad investment. Yeah. It's literally at uni now. You could, it's a, it's blockchain is a course at universities now. Um, and like, 
it's it's every, it's in everyone's face. Like uh, they'll whether or not they choose to believe it or look at it, it's up to them. But um, you know, it's popping up everywhere now. And we've always we've seen like a lot more governments being a lot more open to it. They're starting to do their own research, create their own digital currencies for their for their nations. Um, yeah, without a doubt, this is this is going to be something. Indeed, especially for my nation. I mean. Uh looking at even my my generation and you know like the thing is is that you see the 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 young generation eventually are going to become the leaders and when they become the leaders they won't want to hold uh you know digital uh assets and i mean not sorry they won't want to hold physical assets and they much prefer digitalized assets and you know they don't want to go pay a bank to hold their gold and storage and stuff so uh, yeah i definitely see a future for this thing it's going to be huge yeah, and I definitely agree with that. Um, there was a very, uh, like, not super recent, but sometime within the last three weeks or so, uh, it was an interview with Michael Saylor, and he was talking about Bitcoin as an investment. And he mentioned that the perfect time to get into something uh, as an invest from an investment standpoint is um, before it's really skyrocketed, but after it's, um, you know, stable and strong enough not to be snuffed out by any like black swan event or just kind of regulatory FUD. Uh, he compared it to like a campfire versus a raging forest fire, like a campfire can be snuffed out. And that's what you can kind of compare it to in the early days of Bitcoin, like pre 2017. But right now it's, it's straight forest fire. There's no stopping Bitcoin cryptocurrency in general right now. And this is the time to get in before it's too late. I just wish I bought more Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, I looked like I looked at the chart like right after COVID was going down. And again, like I was like, oh, I should get some Bitcoin and then didn't. <laughs> should have got that $3,000 Bitcoin. Never, never happening again, probably. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of wish that we could see $3,000 Bitcoin again. But, you, you know, it, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, like kind of going off that, um, Harry, you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you were 16 years old and, you know, cryptocurrency kind of changed your, your, your focus from, you know, fancy cars and modifications to the cars to, you know, getting really into trading. And I know, I know you have like studied super hard and you're our kind of our authority on technical analysis. Um, can you go into in depth a little bit more on how cryptocurrency has affected your life? Yeah, for sure. I mean, in terms of technical analysis, you see, I started first and I used to look at uh, markets, you know, when I was around that age 16 and stuff and just dabble into them, but they made no sense to me. I didn't know what was this green and red thing going up and down and what it meant and what are all the numbers at the side. But uh, as more went on, you know, and as I found it, you know what, how crypto changes your life is how accessible it is. You don't have to have a university degree to get in crypto. You don't have to have, uh, you don't have to have a bank account. I mean, you have to have a bank account, but you don't have to have, uh, you don't necessarily need a bank account. You could just get into crypto by depositing money in any way. But the thing is, it's just so accessible. And, you know, you don't need to go and find someone to, you know, invest in you, like opening a business, I just found it easy to get into and it generates wealth. And I thought, you know what, instead of me trying to open my own business and go look for an investor and go do the research and make a pitch deck and do all of this, why can't I just go and look at some charts, 
learn how to do technical analysis and make money from you know something that is changing the world and will change the world and uh, i guess that's how it's changed my life yeah, it's really amazing how cryptocurrency and just trading all those things kind of makes you pay attention to the the world in general um because these are things that you need to be paying attention to if you want to be a successful trader or investor in cryptocurrency um indeed going going kind of more on our global span does anyone else want to uh volunteer how crypto has affected their lives i mean for, for me it, it it helped greatly during the pandemic you know um as i said earlier i, I couldn't work and i I had half of my savings in crypto at the time and the other half just in a, in a standard bank account. And, you know, I, I ate through, ate through that savings that was in the bank account. Um, I wasn't eligible for any of the, uh, the government handouts. So I, I really was just using up that, um, that savings to, to pay bills and everything. And um, having half of that in crypto to play with was, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know where where I'd be without having having had that to invest in the first place. I don't know. For me, it's a double edged sword because uh, I have definitely been sleeping a lot less since I got into crypto heavily this year, <laughs> just because there's there's just so much to know and then so much you want to know and then also all these these cool interesting people and all these Telegram chats with awesome hilarious memes. And uh, it's it's just sort of the, an endless like twenty four hour entertainment education uh, exciting world. Yeah, it's definitely a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole. And if you get sucked into the rabbit hole, you're not coming out anytime soon. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to you, Gooding. What do you say, or how how would you say that crypto has affected your life so far? Yeah, it's. Um... Very similar to what Marsh said, it's definitely a double-edged sword um, when you work and you study full-time and then all of a sudden, you know, the the spare time that you, you once had is uh, all the very little that I had is now consumed in not only studying uh, tra uh, crypto, but it's also trading crypto and then now it's community and then it's like adapt crypto. So it's... Uh, I've definitely become obsessed. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I check my phone, just check my portfolio, see what Bitcoin's doing. And then I go straight to the Telegram. And uh, I'd say it's it's been, uh, it's, overall though, it's been very positive. Uh, community is has definitely kept me around. Um, originally, I was just lost and sort of winging it and chasing green candles initially, which I got very lucky on until September. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's just, um, and I found this group and I was like, wow, there's some really smart people here, smarter than me. And I thought, fuck, we should just do something with this, make something of it. And, and I tried to give back a little bit to the group and it sort of really paid off. Um, but I, I'd say it's definitely given me purpose. Uh, within the last few months, I decided that I want to st uh, make a career of it. I've got a passion for cryptocurrency. Uh, thanks, Harry. And um, you know, now start, I was meant to be a real estate agent next year. Uh, this year, sorry, I did a real estate course and I um, I was ready to go. And then because I wanted to get into be a buyer's agent, and then I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Uh, you know, there goes I spent money on that course too. And then I've now spent was it 15 grand for the grad cert next year. 
and then uh, and then I got my master's following that. So yeah, I'm, I'm here. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I wanna I wanna make wanna make myself of I wanna make something of myself in this industry, and uh and I wanna make adapt crypto something as well. So um, you know I'm keen. This is my life now. And just really quick shout out for getting, I wouldn't say that none of us would be here currently in this organization without him, but, you know, getting is definitely kind of our guiding light, kind of keeping us on track and giving us a vision forward to move on. What's the next goal? What's the next goal? What are we doing next? So thank you, Gooding, for keeping us on track and keeping our vision focused. Um, going ahead from that, uh, I just want to talk about a little bit about how cryptocurrency has affected my life personally. Uh, because, you know, end of, no, I want to say beginning of 2018 till start of 2020, I probably spent the majority of my free time, like 90% of my free time playing video games. And that doesn't make you money, does not make you money, unfortunately, as much as I would love to say it does, unless you're like, you know, top 1% of, you know, gamers, doesn't make you any money and it doesn't get you, you know, caught up with current events. <laughs> cryptocurrency, you know, just kind of diving back into it because you need to have a pretty good idea of what's going on in the world. You need to have an idea of politics, economy, finance, business, all that stuff that goes on in the cryptocurrency world that affects how cryptocurrency works and how the price action goes. I would never have started paying attention to that again unless I, you know, hop back into crypto. And I would say that it has definitely improved my life, you know, far beyond what I could possibly have imagined when I was still gaming like four to five hours a day after I got home from work. So, you know, it, it's definitely been a transformative journey for me. And I want to say that, you know, I like to improve myself. Like as, as Ivan on tech says, is one of my favorite quotes. If you improve yourself 1%, just a single percent every single day for an entire year, you will be exponentially better than you were at the start of that year. And that's what I'm going for. Exponential growth is, in my life, personal life, and, you know, in my portfolio. Is that is that 1% per day? Is that fixed or accumulative? Oh, that's stacks. <laughs> that's all cumulative. <laughs> Even better then. Even better. You okay. know, some, some might say that you're still coming home and playing games on the computer all night, really. Ma- magic internet money games. Yeah, but this money, this this game makes me money, so I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like I was saying, um, missing 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 some sleep recently, but uh, I that, that that's definitely uh, worth it. Because yeah, I think I think that's why I'm definitely missing the sleep. I think everybody here uh, sees that as well. Like there's just so much information to suck down, and and just so many different directions to look. It's it can be really hard to know exactly what to look at uh, because it always seems like yeah you're watching one coin or one area even of crypto and then and then something else is happening oh i didn't put any money on one inch exchange i did not get my airdrop even though i knew about it and uh, stuff like that seems to be happening uh, every single day basically so you, you you're encouraged to keep going out there and looking for that information um but yeah also like you're saying daniel on the positive side uh yeah, this year especially was doing a little trading, and yeah, you, you have some successes, you just have some losses as well, and then you realize, well, it's also it it's you, right? You are also sort of the deciding factor in 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 how much money you're actually going to make at this game, 
and you, you start to realize, well, damn, if I don't take care of myself, if I'm not in a good mindset, then I'm going to start making really dumb decisions and shooting myself in the foot. And then that begins to expand to, well, wait, but that means I'm also doing the same thing in my actual real regular life and at my work that, that if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm getting angry for the wrong reasons or making dumb decisions. And that, that, that is the crazy thing about crypto and trading in general, that you, you start to reconsider a lot of the decision-making that you do just as a human being and, um, right. Maybe the motivating factor was making more money, but you start to actually want to be a better person, uh, for multiple reasons. And that's, yeah, that was really like a pretty transformative journey for me this year, honestly. Amazing. Amazing. I think, uh, yeah, what you said is along the lines of what I want to cover. And uh, the two things, you know, you see the problem, what I see online, especially with trading and wealth generation in the markets in general, is uh, people promise profits that are not realistic, and they do not promote, they promote profits, but not skills. And I think this is the biggest issue that we have, is that people should not be promoting the profits, they should be promoting the skills. And like you said, that learning about markets, learning about trading drastically changes your life. You know, when you go to trade, you have to make a quick decision. You have to be creative to understand why you want to take that trade at that certain time. You have to uh, learn about economics. You have to learn about financial management and application. I mean, these skills can be applied to a lot of things and can take you very far in your life. Apart from that, I also want to cover something that always annoys me and I always get from a lot of friends is like, isn't markets gambling, you know? And I, it's a big question. And what I reply to them is I say, life is gambling, bro. You go to open a business, isn't that a gamble? What, are you telling me 100% for sure that that business is going to become successful? You're taking a gamble opening that business. Uh, so you take a gamble in the market. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, the thing is, is that when you take, I'm taking more gambles than you, you're taking one big gamble. But the thing is, I have risk management in place. And that's when it comes down to learning how to manage money. And in the future, I think it's very useful. You know, I definitely like, I think that, you know, when you generate this wealth, you know, we will have a bear market and everyone needs to know that that's going to happen. Nothing just goes up in a straight line and we have to be realistic. And when that bear market does come, we have to know how to preserve our capital that we generated. And uh, this is going to be very important. I mean, we could do things such as, uh, you know, investing into stocks, investing into different projects that will boom during bear markets, such as altcoins and stuff. There will be these hype projects, as well as like Gooding said, you know, he has uh, looking at real estate. I believe real estate will never die. And it's, it's a great wealth preservation, but it's not going to make you money as quick as crypto. And it's more of a wealth uh, preservation that, uh, yeah. And I, I'm really glad that you brought up that point because it segues perfectly into our next segment. Um, you mentioned that cryptocurrency doesn't go up forever. Um, and we have kind of experienced that once one hard point within the, uh, within 2020, um, you know, we had a, a, a bit of a bearish setback. Uh, and I just want to talk about what challenges that we've all personally faced when, you know, well, I guess throughout our cryptocurrency journeys, and you know, I, I would extend that go through uh, your your lives. So, um, does anyone want to kick us off challenges that you've experienced through twenty twenty? Uh, yeah, I think um, 
for me, I mean, I've, 2020 is just a challenge in general, really. <laughs> it, it was um, the best year of their life, uh, even if there were wonderful things that happened in 2020 for them. Um, but in terms of crypto specifically, um, I think September was definitely a good lesson, um, a lesson in, you know, altcoins alt aren't investments per se. Um, they're not long-term investments. They're not sit there and, and put your money in there and let it sit there on any coin just because you think the project is awesome. Um, and, you know, you, you need to learn when to sell. Basically, for me, that was the biggest thing. It's like, okay, well, I now have learned that I need to sell stuff. I need to be watching it every day and I need to have a plan and I need to stick to that plan and not get emotional and just treat it as a business, you know, which, which essentially it is really, you know, when you're working with money, it's a business. 100%. Yeah. Always got to take profits. The goal is to be making money and you can't be, you know, jumping two feet first into every trade without a plan. It got to approach it strategically so that no one gets wrecked. Yeah, and for me, it was just, you know, research, 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 you know, don't just, don't just uh, watch someone on YouTube and go, yeah, cool, I'll put my money in that. And timing as well, you know, learning that, uh, learning that influencers are, are talking about coins that they already have been in before they've spoken about it. So by the time you're hearing it on YouTube, it's, it's too late. Give it time to cool off before you are. Uh, you decide to jump back in and, and in that time, in that cooling off time of the, the influencer pump, um, you do as much research on that as you can to see if it actually is something you want to, you want to get into. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all a really good point. Um, what about you, Harry? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, obviously 2020 has been challenging, but, uh, Definitely making that challenge into opportunity would have been the best way. And crypto has been that, you know, I mean, I'd, a lot of people have flooded into the space during that time. And we saw it with the stimulus checks in America and how those got utilized in crypto. And I think that, you know, when you have an issue, you should always look at problems as opportunities. And uh, I think that will get you very far in this space and will get you very far in life as well. So Definitely, I think uh, that's how it's, you know, the, the challenge has been made, the opportunity. And the actual challenge was making crypto our opportunity for the challenge. I know that's difficult to comprehend, but uh, it hope it makes sense. But yeah, that's how it's been for me. Yeah. And then from my perspective, um, I mean, I, I've been in the cryptocurrency space on and off for quite some time. Uh, and, you know, Pre-2017 crypto bull run, I didn't really have a strategy to go with the whole, oh man, like things are going crazy. What do I do now? Uh, I think the biggest challenge for me was just kind of like developing a strategy to go along with the insane, you know, return on investment that it's possible with the cryptocurrency markets. And, and it's kind of refining and redoing and refining, re-refining all the, you know, the investment strategies and, you know, my investment uh, processes, like information sources, how I go about doing research. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier that I dove back into cryptocurrency, 
like late March, early April. And I think from late March to probably midway through June, I made zero money uh, just because, you know, I, I'd be aping into new investments. It's like, oh, okay, well, this guy talked about this. Let me just toss some money into this because it sounds like a good deal. And I didn't make any money because obviously uh, when, you know, sometimes YouTubers will, you know, have their own agendas or they're, you know, promoting paid content and that's not the best opportunities, especially when you don't go into an investment, the plan. Um, I, I think just kind of realizing that and then developing a strategy and learning how to do my own research over time has really improved how I approach cryptocurrency markets and definitely definitely improved my return on investment just being able to you know disseminate and you know pick out the investments that i think are actually going to be profitable and you know refining my strategy so that i'm not buying to the top of a pump and then you know watching my investment turn into zero dollars yeah no I, I definitely agree with you there i think uh yeah also like laura it, it wasn't it wasn't the best september for i think a lot of people and uh, yeah, myself included. And uh, yeah, I was also there just busy buying Wi-Fi clones and just assuming I was going to have infinite money for, for life. Uh, and yeah, that obviously wasn't the case. And then I think also in September, a lot of people did event end up just being turned off by the whole thing um, and, and sort of walking away. But I, I told myself I wasn't going to let that happen, basically, that yeah, I... I I, I don't know if it's, I guess it would theoretically be possible to just always be a profitable trader to just uh, get really smart right away and get in there and, and uh, not take too many losses. But I think that's not how most people's journeys go. You, you, you do eventually end up taking some losses uh, and then you want to become smarter and not all of that has to do with just with TA. It also has to do with your attitude and yeah, not just blindly following somebody's random thing on the internet uh going on 4chan and just taking those bets yeah mate um being in trading and cryptocurrency for probably about six months it's definitely been a very steep learning curve um when i say six months it's probably heavily in six months um firstly trading uh in a world where you rely on youtube to guide your investments uh, from people who are literally just shilling their own bags. It's, it's uh, you know, and you trust these people, man. You trust them 100%. Um, and they tell us, they do your own research. And you're like, man, I don't fucking know. Just tell me where do I put my money? <laughs> when do I take it out? Like that's literally all you really want to know. Um, but it never works out that way. So I had to learn how to do technical analysis. Um, that is a full-time job and that's years of discipline um, and, a, and a strategy that you're very disciplined to trade. Uh, like you said, Dan, it's, um, uh, was it plan your trade, trade your plan. So um, very true. Um, next was Uniswamp. Um, I've never suffered one rug until I started trading on Uniswamp and holy shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so far it's been about, I reckon about a 10 ETH lesson roughly. Um, I got angry at one of our guys in our telegram um, because we were searching for the, um, uh, the, the contract address for this one for uh, I think it was 
what a Cronier's, I think it was. And he put the wrong one in. Oof. And I, I was like, oh, awesome. We're getting in early. I put it straight in. I fed it in Uniswap. And, uh, you know, that was three ETH just there. And I was like, well, well um, that was, please don't do that again. And then I got really strict at it. <laughs> yeah. um, Damn it. Yeah. Well, that was my own lesson, you know, sort of double check these things. I liked what you touched on, Dan. Like I had no interest in what the rest of the world was doing. Um, I, uh, I'm very, very ignorant here. Uh, and it's even worse in Australia. You don't really need to know what the rest of the world is doing really um, until you start trading. And Australia is just so secluded. And we literally just don't give a shit about anything. Uh, not to say that we're lazy. We're just prioritizing our bandwidth of you know information download and um i've i definitely feel like an adult now even though i'm playing with magic internet money (laughs) i'm definitely an adult when it comes to you know understanding what the rest of the world is doing and i'm getting into you know u.s politics all of a sudden personally i am glad that i uh, experienced my first rug in 2020 Um, (laughs) because i think yeah everybody everybody remembers their first rug basically. And uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult lesson, but I think if you really want to get that unit, Uniswap uh, ninja master level, it's something you have to go through. Man, I can't get my money out of this. What it's saying transaction. It's not, it's not letting me get my money out. What the, what the fuck? Oh, my slippage is 49. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely a rite of passage for anyone who trades on DEXs. You got to have your first rug. Otherwise, you can't say you're a veteran of the space. (laughs) Basically a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, just kind of touching on that. I mean, getting you talked about what, you know, 2020 has in store for you. Uh, Marsh, did you want to kind of add on to that? What's... uh, 2021 got for you ahead oh 2021 well it's it's definitely going to be a wild card i mean i I think uh, everybody was sort of glad to have 2020 over with because it was a little crazy uh and a a bit of a paradigm shift and obviously heading into 2021 everything isn't going to magically become uh instantly better as far as global world issues go um, but I am incredibly excited for this bull run and yeah, also adapt and what we're, what we're sort of building up here because yeah, like you were saying earlier, Daniel, we, we are still very early to this party. Although when you're trading, you can feel like, uh, you've missed all of the pumps that are going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I think we really are still at the very beginning of what is going to become the world economy. And uh, that that is that is just exciting um, that you can actually become part of history if you so choose to be. Yeah, I mean for sure the wave that we're riding right now it's going to carry us all the way to like it's it's a tsunami it's unstoppable it's going to carry us all the way way deep into the shoreline and we're riding it we're kind of among the first wave of people that are going to be riding it in in 2021. I expect to take us all the way to the top of, I mean, whatever proverbial metaphor that I'm using. I can't really pin down like a thing right now. <laughs> You're Hawaiian, it's waves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, surfing along, you know, just kind of chilling. But 2021, I, I expect to be kind of a continuation of 2020. 2020, I just kind of want to think of it as like the beginning. I mean, 
institutions started buying in towards the end of 2020, we have this amazing stable price floor for Bitcoin. And that's kind of, you know, pushing us along, giving, you know, retail a reason to jump in. Like, hey, this is happening. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting so many messages from the people over this last six to seven months that I've been telling everyone that I know to get into cryptocurrency. Like, hey, how do I get Bitcoin? Hey, how do I get Ethereum? How do I get this? How do I get this? What is cryptocurrency? What do I do? Where do I buy this thing? And the retail wave is starting. I can't even begin to describe how excited I am for the next wave to start pushing cryptocurrency further up and up and into mainstream adoption. Um, It's just unbelievable how far that cryptocurrency markets have progressed since I started. You know, if you go back to 2011, if you talk to a hundred people, I guarantee you at most 10 people out of a hundred would have ever even heard of Bitcoin. And maybe one person out of that hundred would have even touched Bitcoin before. It's just this unstoppable wave and it it's unbelievably bullish how early we are and how much we have to grow from this point. Couldn't agree more. It's uh yeah, I I, I don't think any of us can predict what's gonna happen exactly in twenty twenty one. I assume it's gonna be just as wild and unpredictable as twenty twenty was. Um but yeah, it's happening. It's happening, guys. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it, it, the twenty twenty one in general has started quite positive because people are trying to you know let go of twenty twenty. But at the end of the day, we're still in the pandemic. We're still getting through the same things we were last year. Um, but I think in terms of the crypto community, you know, there's nothing more uplifting than a bull run. Nothing. So <laughs> yeah. I think at least for the crypto community and those that start to enter it, cause, and it's also a great time to enter because you're going to enter and you're going to make money, you know? So it's, it's going to get people sticking around and then hopefully learning more so they don't lose the money that they're making. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, it's all positive vibes all around for 2021, regardless of, um, you know, what, what the world is doing currently um, in terms of the financial stuff. I think it's going to be positive. Indeed, indeed. Uh, in terms of like what 2020 is going to do for crypto, I want to talk about what 2020 is going to do as a trader. Now, as a trader in crypto, uh, we don't really want to be trading crypto at the moment in terms of normal trading. Investing and trading is a bit different. Uh, you know, when you see a project and you want to buy into it and you have your buy and sell targets, you can call that trading. But day trading as in using technical analysis to be in trades for an hour or two hours and come out using leverage and stuff. Uh, When Bitcoin is moving so harshly upwards, at any point it's going to have, it's going to have that point where it needs to cool down and have this big correction, which we don't know if that's going to happen, but in general markets they do. And uh, this is what's keeping everyone on the edge and to manage risk as, as, as a trader, we look at other places to trade, to generate wealth to put into this crypto and a lot of you know forex is one of the greatest places because that's that that doesn't change but you know personally what i'm doing is you know any wealth i i get generated i put into crypto now because of how well it's doing 
And I think that's what's going to be different with 2021 is that people are going to realize, hey, listen, I make this money, but why am I just keeping it in my bank? You know, no matter how you make money, you, your job, uh, whatever you do, you know, people are going to say this, this crypto market's going crazy. I, I need to, you know, I need to catch some of this. So they'll they end up going to start putting their money into crypto after working for it. And I think this is where it changes. And this is what 2021 will bring. It's kind of shown the world like this is a powerful thing. This is, you know, life changing. So, yeah. Leave it to Harry to take the rocket fuel out of our jetpacks to the moon. I'm just kidding. No, it's good that, you know, we have a little bit of realism to keep our moon bits grounded. Um, like, like uh, from a trader's mindset, it's always good to manage your risk. And that's something that we always need to be wary of. Cryptocurrency definitely has the potential for life-changing generational wealth to be created in this bull run. Um, but, you know, if you approach it without any risk management, without any strategy, then it's definitely going to leave you in the opposite direction. You're going to be stranded on the ground with no prospects, no wealth, no opportunities whatsoever. Yeah, I think risk management is one of the most important things uh, in general in life as well, apart from crypto, especially with, you know, they say crypto is so speculative. Yeah, that's because you don't have risk management. You go all in and you don't know what you're doing. And then, you know, you just let it go to the ground or whatever you invested in and say, oh, it's rubbish. I lost all my money. Yeah, but look at the people who bought in the beginning to get to that point. You know, they've made a lot of money. It's just you who, as you said, research is king, haven't researched and, you know, don't know what you're doing. So I think that uh, education, not edu as in education, as in school and stuff, but, you know, educating people into how to really, you know, manage that and how to do it is very important. And I think here in Adapt Crypto, we do that for free, of course, and uh, I think it's great and it's a great place to be. And, you know, I'm happy to be part of it. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of people are as well. That is perfect. That's exactly what we're here for. It provides our community with the best info that we have to provide. Uh, we're getting pretty long into the episode. Um, so I'm going to finish it up uh, with just two surprise questions. And I'm going to put our de facto Lido Gooding on the spot here with two super quick questions just real quick not like multiple choice but just really short answer questions first off is what do you think will be the best performing asset of 2021 and two where do you think bitcoin is going to peak in 2021 that's some difficult questions mate um short and sweet though i think geez that's really tough actually because i was thinking about <laughs> i was thinking about you know how we you know, currently position our portfolios. You know, we, we say, you know, majority Bitcoin, we have a, a good bag of Ethereum and then we have our liquidity and then our shat coins. Um, but I was thinking that this year we should really change that, whether it is going to be Cardano or Polkadot. I was thinking it should have at least a little bit of the share as what you would allocate to your ETH bag. Um, so in saying that, I think one of those two are going to be, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to touch on all the shat coins because some of them will thousand X, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm never going to pick that shit. Um, but for large, uh, market caps, I can't really pick between Cardano and, um, and dot at this stage. I think dot is ahead of the game. I think Cardano is the dark horse. Um, so I'll be very 
very interested to see what those two do this year. Uh, for Bitcoin, that's a good question, mate. I was speaking to some of my uh, peers and they're happy to cash out at 100K for Bitcoin. Um, now, they don't have the majority of the money. Um, so they're not exactly going to set the price for Bitcoin. Um, I think Bitcoin could easily hit just under 200,000 this year. I think I think the banks are trying to pop it up to be 300k, 400k this uh, this year. But I get the feeling that some people will start to cash out. Some of the large institutions will start to cash out some of their profits uh, before that happens. Um, and you know, oh, to be a judge of that, like it'll be really up to it'll be up to August. You know, we'll, I'll have to really reassess it at August. But I think the possibility is high hundred thousands at this stage. Does anyone want to challenge Gooding's best performing asset prediction or his Bitcoin price prediction? Um, I think I, I think you're forgetting Kusama in that list. Mm. Um, you know, Dot Dot only has a certain amount of parachains. So yeah, it's a great investment and anything jumping onto that, um, onto the polka dot system is is promising because they're paying a ton to get get onto that um, but it will fill up and it is expensive so kusama is certainly the next best thing for for projects i think um i mean see what cardona does but yeah don't i personally am not excluding ksm from from that list i think where where dot goes KSM will follow. And your Bitcoin prediction, what do you think? Oh man, couldn't even start. I'll probably go two and a half thousand, maybe. Okay. Two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you you're getting to that point where yeah, you're gonna have big institutions like Dan said, um, taking profits for their for their people. Um, it would be irresponsible not to. So at some point it's going to either level out or do a drop and then, and then level out, um, see where that lands as long as it doesn't, doesn't do a huge drop that it did the last time at the end of the bull run. But, um, I, I don't see that happening. I think too many big investors now, um, too many institutional investors now for it to, uh, complete rug pull everyone. Yeah. I don't think we're getting a dip to 2,500. Although that'd be um, nice. They set a base at 20,000. That's the base now. Mm. Next yeah. bear yeah, market. That the that's the base. Day moving average? No, that's just based off uh, other calculations I've done. And from their buying habits, I'm sure right. the 200 is coming in at there. All those big institutions buying millions worth, they're going to do whatever they can to not be ever in the red, I would say. So who wants to know my prediction? <laughs> Let us hear it, Harry. Bring it Are on. Ready, guys? Here we go. So Bitcoin this year is going to either, I'm going to give two, all right? Because one is, I don't think I can settle on one. So here, it's <laughs> either going to 90,000 or we're going to 120,000. And this is the realistic, I'm not a moon boy. I'm giving you the realistic based on data 
this is where Bitcoin is going. And from that point, we are going to analyze it, whether we have institutions and hedge funds, because as soon as Bitcoin market cap reaches one trillion, hedge funds will start looking at the asset. I'm not saying that uh, after we reach 90,000, we're going to have a dump. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that is the target I have in mind. And I want to assess what's going to happen there. I do think that we can reach 200,000 and upper 160,000 for sure. But I will say that we have to analyze what Bitcoin is doing at that $1 trillion market cap. And I'll leave you with that. And I know that might be not shocking, but I am a person who's going to come in here and be you know, a bit real. But I do see a future of a future. And I'm not telling you this is anytime soon of a $1 million Bitcoin. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marsha, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I tend to agree with you guys. Um, I mean, now that we already are here at 40K and we, we 2X Bitcoin within, what was this? Less, like one month, less than that? Um, yeah, I think, I think heading to that 250K region is uh, maybe, maybe not by the end of this year, but, but very soon and then continuing to go on from there. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, I guess I heard this from Max Kaiser, but uh, something to consider. It's I'm not hoping for this, obviously, um, but the central banks and sort of economies all over the world are struggling under the weight of uh, the virus and other sort of factors. Really, is just sort of a matter of time until uh, some 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 major institutions start to uh, collapse under the weight of that. And I think as as soon as we see any any sort of developed country, you know, be it in Europe or or in America or really anywhere in the world, uh, if once we do see any sort of uh, major institutional collapse or um, right, again, not not hoping for this, but any sort of central bank collapse, then we will see an absolute insane rush into uh, cryptocurrencies in general, uh, and then that will obviously affect the markets as well so I, I also think that as we're getting more and more platforms to make it easier um, for on-ramping if you know if the SEC would stay out of it um, you're gonna see a lot more adoption as well you know this year I think where we're becoming a lot more mobile so whether we're able to travel or not is irrelevant um, but be it certainly being a small business owner or a freelancer or trying to send money home to your family, anything that is going to lower that exchange rate cost is going to be a winner for the everyday person. So I think this year is, is less about, you know, financial people. Um, it's about the everyday person just being able to pick up the phone and send some money to someone. Simple as that. Well, and I think 2020 was when we all realized this was a need and, and possible. And then because of Ethereum just being small, uh, it, it all sort of ground to a halt. So I think 2021 really is going to be about trying to solve that problem. And like we're saying through DOT or Cardano or some maybe some other coin that comes into place where this really begins to become a truly international system that can handle the weight of those transfers. And the third indeed, one, indeed. you know, um, you've got 
you've got um actually what is it is nigeria uh is one of the biggest bitcoin adoption places in the world yeah they're still uh number one on google transfer for bitcoin searches nigeria yeah and um it's countries like that that need a more stable way of because i mean anywhere where the government is is doing some weird things with your dollar um you know they're, they're looking for alternatives and i think it's those countries that are going to benefit from the technology that is coming and is being developed to make that kind of stuff easier um and it's going to change their lives it's 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 really is going to change the way they live and how they can um make money and how they can transfer money and not not have their their local currency doing this because it doesn't matter they're trading something else you know um so i think those countries are going to actually end up having a much larger adoption and a much larger use case um in general and i think as as a country individually um they're going to be a lot stronger for it and really it just depends on the race of you know who's gonna who's gonna be able to get in there first and solidly you know i think america certainly has um has the ability to get into these countries even just with a stable coin um but with all their regulations i think they're making it very difficult for that um for that to happen so it's it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and who actually really focuses on that and and makes that happen and, and allows the world to be a little more on par you know i agree i agree i just want to say something quickly my predictions were based on technical analysis by the way guys and uh if we take fundamental analysis into uh into account then you know there is no boundaries but i just gave you a technical analysis point of view and you know let's say mr elon musk uh converts his balance sheet to bitcoin then we all know that we're jumping on that spacex rocket and flying so yeah i just wanted to clear that make sure that's clear and yeah i'll leave it to you uh, daniel yeah and i'm i'm really glad you said that because we have seen institutional adoption starting to take place uh, people are starting to convert at least portions of their balance sheets uh or sorry institutions are starting to convert portions of their balance sheets into bitcoin and i think that will be kind of like the uh the, the starting ground or the rocket fuel or, or however else you want to put it into the bitcoin price i will say uh, i'm going to start off with the bitcoin prediction first i think that y'all are all underestimating how much fomo is going to be taking place throughout the next year. Um I am going to level off my prediction for Bitcoin price just over 300k for this bull cycle end of 2021 it's going to be a little bit over 300k. Um and as far as the best performing asset goes for 2021, I believe that speculation is going to start taking a huge turn upwards and as people realize that the majority of the market's liquidity is invested into derivatives i think a derivatives based token is going to be the biggest gainer for 2021 uh and you know with that in mind i would say that you know surprisingly either ethereum or injective protocol is going to be the 
best performing asset of 2021. Uh, that's all I got to say. Derivatives are going to be huge. Speculation towards the end of the bull run is going to be at an all-time high. And one of those two is going to absolutely, absolutely skyrocket. Uh, but that's all I got for predictions. We've been on this podcast for quite some time. I think it's about time to wrap things up. So I'm going to say thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. We have a Telegram. We have a Discord. Make sure to follow us on Twitter as well. And thank you so much for listening. That's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Good luck from Adapt Crypto. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye.